Welcome to CS Radio. Hello, everyone. This is J. Michael DeAngelis. And Amy Len Kirshner. And this is the 100th episode of CS Radio. Much anticipated. Much debated what we were going to do. We figured something out. We sure did. Last week, we had a very uh, in-depth discussion about some careers in entertainment, including those in podcasting. And my colleague and sometimes uh, guest on this podcast, Natty Leach, uh, heard us mention that an emerging field in podcasting is live play Dungeons & Dragons podcast, where you listen to people play the world-famous tabletop role-playing game. And Natty said, well, that's your 100th episode. And he wasn't wrong. Uh, so after uh, I, we laughed, he was like, no, no, don't you think there's a real connection between doing a case interview and playing a game like Dungeons & Dragons? I think he said a case interview is just Dungeons & Dragons. And in many ways, he's right. But we wanted to put it to the test. <laughs> and so we're welcoming you to an epic two-part series <laughs> on the intersection of Dungeons & Dragons and case interviewing. So in this part, for our 100th anniversary special, we um, sat down with two of our colleagues, Natty Leach himself, as well as Jingyi Yen, and I, who have had some experience uh, playing the game, uh, was the Dungeon Master, and Milin and Natty, and Jingyi, all experienced case interviewers, uh, sat down to play the game for the very first time, and then we discussed some of the places that there was uh, intersection and how their background in interviewing maybe uh, influenced their decisions in Dungeoneering and how some of what they picked up playing the role-playing game might influence a, a future case interview. I couldn't have said it better, except that it was super fun. I really enjoyed it. First time playing. And just so you know, in the second part, we're going to put the shoe on the other foot, and we're going to invite some seasoned D&D players onto the show to do a case interview and see if their skills as experienced gamers uh, help them navigate a case interview. With no practice. With no practice. No case prep. So uh, we hope you enjoy this. It's going to be very different, but we hope that it's fun, and I hope that you'll listen through the entire game to hear the discussion afterwards where... Natty and Milan and Jingy talk about the experience and how it relates to case interviewing. So without further ado, I present to you the very first adventure of Careers and Caverns! All right, welcome to the first ever campaign of Careers and Caverns. I am your dungeon master, Jim Angeles. And before we begin on this campaign, I thought it would be great to introduce each of our players and their characters. So I'm going to start with my co-host. Amy Len Kirshner. My character's name is McWinsey, a druid, an air genesee, and I also speak celestial, common, druidic, primordial, and I'm excited that I have a dulcimer. My, my. And uh, a genesee is a elemental character, so you are literally full of wind. Air-like. <laughs> and next, we've got N. Thomas Leach. Hello, I am a half-elf rogue by the name of Barnum Crowley Galanadel, a.k.a. BCG. <laughs> and finally, our special guest, Jingy Yen. So I am a haunted turtle. I am a paladin, and my name is Consultort. What is your turtle haunted by? Maybe we will find out. <laughs> 
Very good. <laughs> Very good. It's a secret. Wow. And just for our, our listeners, Savage, this is the first time any of you are playing a role-playing game, specifically Dungeons & Dragons. First time. Yes. All right. Well, I look forward to having this adventure with you. Uh, and so we're going to, I'm going to uh, establish that the three of you are part of an adventuring guild known as the Consulting Club. <laughs> it's hard to fathom. And you, uh, it's sort of a freelance kind of operation. And so you hang out in the guild hall, which is essentially a tavern. And you sit there and you wait for a job to come along. And one day, two very fine, uh, aristocratic-looking dwarves come into the, to the consulting club. And it happens to be on a day where you are the only three members in the club. And the dwarves come up to the bar where you're sitting and they say, Good afternoon. My name is Steinberg, and this is my associate Dietrich. We are in a terrible situation. You see, our caravan, which contains some very valuable merchandise, has disappeared from the road. And we are willing to give 1,000 gold to any adventurers who can return our property to us and identify who these thieves were. I cannot stress how upset this has made Dietrich, and Dietrich just sort of nods quietly to himself. He's clearly too emotional to talk. For this, this caravan of ours was just some of the most valuable property that we have ever, ever had the privilege to, to ship, and we have lost it. It's a, it's a stain on the good name of Steinberg and Dietrich. So we must ask you, will you go after our missing caravan? So, uh, what was the stuff? What were the goods? I'd rather not say. Are they yours, or are they on behalf of someone else? Steinberg and Dietrich sort of whisper to one another, we'd rather not say. How many vehicles were in this caravan? One. Just the one? Who, who, was, uh, who was driving it? Was it a, a trusted person, like one of your, your staff, or was it a contract? It was a contractor, and I have to say, that was a mistake on my part. I never, we should have set a dwarf to drive this mm. caravan. I never, I never should have subcontracted this out. I should have sent a blood relative. You said in the woods, how close to the destination or how close from the origin? Oh, fairly far from the origin. It was almost here. We were expecting to receive it here in town, but it, uh, it never made it. As we all know, the woods outside of this town are... A dangerous place to go. We'd go ourselves, but we're not really the adventuring type. We're more, we're more sort of the executive type. How did you know it ran into trouble? What happened to the... They, well, it should have been here a day ago, and, you know, a dwarf caravan is never late. <laughs> so you haven't heard from anybody? There's directly. been no word, no word. And we've been staying at the hotel, and no one has seen the caravan on the road. One very fine uh, and trustworthy elf fellow said that he passed the caravan two days ago, about half a league from here. It should have been here on time. So that tells us it definitely ran into trouble uh, closer to town. Um, do you have any suspicions of foul play of, from competitors? Now that is an interesting theory. That is an interesting theory. I cannot say for sure. I mean, dwarf competitors, that seems unlikely. There's sort of a dwarven bond between all, all different dwarfs. However... There are other merchants in the area, goblins in particular, maybe some less than respectable gnomes, uh, pirates. There's not much for 
pirates in the woods, but you never know. Brigands could be brigands. And you notice that Dietrich nods heartily. Yeah, oh, brigands, yes. Uh, Dietrich had a bad experience with some brigands in college. <laughs> so what do you guys think? Any other questions? Any other? What will we get if we return the caravan? Uh, 1,000 gold. What if we want more? You can uh, negotiate, I suppose. Do we have a deadline? Well, we will be in town for another two days. So if we don't hear from you by then, I'll just assume you're dead. <laughs> Excellent. Um, can you, I, know, I know you're not fond of giving details on what goods were in the caravan, but can you tell us like uh, the weight of it, the size of it? How are we going to get it back to you if it's something completely unwieldy? I don't want to go into Let this. Let me make it clear. I don't really need the wagon itself. I mean, if it's in good shape and you can drive it back, aces. Uh, I just need the large chest from inside of it. And again, I'd, I'd rather not say what's inside. If we find it, can we open it? Cyber and Dietrich look at each other. Uh, no. No. That's private property. Would the three of us be able to carry it? Yes, I think you all seem like strong, strapping adventurers. I think you could carry it. Uh, if, if the caravan is not... Uh, in working order, I think two of you could carry it, yes. Are there any, um, like, distinctive markings on the chest so we know it's the right one? Yes, well, it will say property of Steinberg and Dietrich. Uh, it was the only uh, trunk of its kind in the caravan. Everything else was in uh, large sacks. It was traveling mostly with grains and flowers, a ruse. We were trying to throw people off the scent of the chest. Apparently, it did not work. So I haven't heard of you guys. What's your like, normal business operations? What kind of things do you normally ship back? Importing and exporting. <laughs> Just anything? Anything. If you want it shipped, Steinberg and Dietrich are the men to do it. We've got a uh, fleet of caravans. We have, of course, foot messengers. And we have recently gotten into uh, overseas shipping with a small fleet of schooners. Is this a problem that you've encountered before? Can I get a three-year trend of any losses you have? Uh, this is the first caravan heist that we have ever encountered. Again, and this is perhaps a failing on our part, we typically would have sent the caravan heavily, heavily armored with some soldiers, but we did not want to draw attention to it. And so we tried to pass it off as a simple farming caravan, but... Uh, fear that we were unsuccessful in our ruse. I know you mentioned some possible competitors. Do you have any suspects? Well, I don't want to name names, but goblins. Absolutely goblins. <laughs> <laughs> I happen to speak goblin. Well, that's going to come in very handy, I think. Anything else that we can we can assist you with before you head out on this quest? Do we have an aside? You may. So, so what do we think? Yeah. We need to come up with a framework. <laughs> do we need to negotiate for more gold I think we definitely yeah. ask them get something up front yeah. what if we run into problems yes, on the way we should, we should at least get half yeah, up front mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. very good point Good point. so we'll do it we just need half up front and we're, we're happy to go on our way and help you out half up front that's an insult <laughs> you may need to persuade me to do that how will I persuade you to do so you uh, you should have a persuasion skill there. Uh, it should be in the second column. Yes. So you're going to roll your 20-sided die. I don't know if you have a bonus. You may... I have plus four bonus oh, and... That's pretty good. And a P for proficiency. Proficient, yes. So 
that is actually a, you're gonna get a plus six to that. Okay. Got fourteen. Nice. Whoa, a twenty. Well, you lay you lay it on thick with Steinberg, and the next thing you know, he's handing out five hundred gold pieces. So I don't know how you wish to distribute that amongst yourselves, but he has handed it over. I'll hold on to it for now. <laughs> we can provide you, I'm sure you're all very familiar, but we can provide you with this, this map of the land. You can see uh, here, we of course are in uh, Faladin down here, and the uh, dotted lines represent the course of the caravan. It was, it was coming from the north down south to, to the town. And the X, of course, is the woods. You can take a look at that. We have multiple copies if you need to. Yes. All right, so we'll get on our way soon. Where are we going to meet you when this whole thing's done? Back here. We'll see you back here in two days. Where are you staying? If not, not in our guild. We're the only three. I don't want to leave it alone with you two. Oh, well, the barkeep, obviously, is still here. Okay. Uh, no, well, you can, meet us at the, you can meet us at the hotel if you wish. Okay. How's the weather looking? It's a sunny day. Where are we? Fandolin. Fandolin. And where did you say this? You you suspect your uh, the X. There's is? an X marks the spot in the woods. Agatha's lair. To the uh, east, the east of the woods. Okay. At the end of the dotted <laughs> line. Oh, I see. I see. I see. Well, mostly a straight shot. Should we gather anything before we go, or are we we ready to do this? We just come with what we yeah, have. I mean, what do we, do we, can we get it? I think you're. I think you are fairly well stocked okay. for this adventure. Right, you've all had a nice rest at the guild, so you have your weapons and you have your packs, and you are ready to head out onto the road. All right, let's do it. Let's hit the road. All right, consulting so, club. So yes, consulting club is ready to participate in some OCI <laughs> on caravan investigation. <laughs> and so you uh, set out upon the road, and the travel is uneventful for the most part. But as you come to the edge of the woods, you finally see it. A caravan, covered wagon, overturned. Covered area, uh, clearly shot through with arrows. No sign of uh, the horse that was pulling it or the driver. What do you do? So, uh, I'm pretty sneaky. I could sneak up and investigate in case anyone's lurking around so they don't jump us. Does that seem like a good idea? Yeah. Yes. All right, so for that, Natty, I'll need you to roll your d20, and you're going to roll it on your, you're going to do a dexterity check. My dexterity is plus five. Oh, Oh, sorry, do stealth. Stealth, Stealth, I have plus seven and an e. Don't worry about the e. Two. So a nine total. Yes. Okay. So this very uh, this very sneaky rogue takes about uh, two steps to the caravan and trips over a rock. Oh, man. Oh, no. But it's all right. He quickly recovers, and so uh, he manages then to stealthily make it to the caravan, despite his initial tripping. So now you're going to investigate, so you're going to have to roll an investigation check. Is that also a 20? Yep. And then there's investigation is a skill. You should have a bonus for it. I have plus one. Okay. Ooh. Does it say 17? Mm. You look over the caravan, and it's quite clear that the tears in the covering are all from bows. Some of them have singe marks, so perhaps they were flaming arrows. 
There are bags of grain and sugar and flour still in the caravan, all torn open. It's a big mess, but there's no sign of any trunk. The bags all say Steinberg and Dietrich on them. So this is clearly one of their caravans, if not the very caravan they were talking about. So I spent some time with goblins. They don't strike me as the kind to use flaming bows and arrows and then leave that much behind. Is it, what, would, I, would I know, or would any of you know? What's your intelligence? My intelligence is 13 plus 1. You know enough about goblins to know that they are hoarders, and they typically would have taken, if they are the ones responsible, they would have taken everything that they could have. However, if there was a treasure valuable enough, they might prioritize it over simple grains and sugars, which aren't really treasure, right? So if there was something or someone that they thought was valuable enough, they might definitely prioritize that over that. Also, as you look around, you can see that the rain, the, 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 the reins that would have held the horse that was pulling the cart were cut probably by a short sword or a dagger. So somebody let the horse go. It's not obvious right off the start whether or not the perpetrators did it or perhaps the, the driver did it to free his horse. So there's no sign of the driver. There's no sign of the driver at the caravan. Are there any footprints around? Well, why don't you investigate the surrounding area? I mean, you pick something, you can look at the road, you can look at the forest. I want to look at the forest. Okay, so you can do two things here, right? You can go to the like forest line and investigate the forest, mm-hmm. or you can stay where you are and try and perceive what's in the forest. I don't know which of those skills is higher for you. I have a investigation is plus two, perception is plus one. All right, so... Investigate? Yeah. All right, let's investigate. How do you want to approach the forest? Do you just want to, like, walk right up to it? Do you want to kind of, like, sneak around? I want to sneak around. All right, so so you'll need to roll a stealth check for me first. All right, with a 20. Yep. 17. Very stealthy. So you very... You're made of wind, so you sort of just... (laughs) glide across and you go to the edge of the to the tree line and now you're going to investigate it 15 plus 2 17 so using your elemental eyes you stare deeply into the tree line and you immediately glide back to your friends <laughs> there are four goblins hiding in the trees four goblins right there in the trees <laughs> Interestingly, though they must be able to see you, they have not done anything about it. So do we need to decide if we approach? Well, I speak goblin, so can I say, hey, what's up, guys? I see y'all. You can. (laughs) If they see us already, why not? So, sure, I'd like to shout, say, hey, what's up, guys? Hey. (laughs) Got nothing to see here. Thanks. We're good. Everything's fine. (laughs) Situation normal. (laughs) Just hanging in the trees? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, horticulture club. Um, while you're hanging up there, did you see anything happen to the caravan here? Care what? Get down the caravan. Don't know what you're talking about. Surely you must see it. It's large and turned over. <laughs> oh, oh, that, that, see, guys, I told you there was a caravan. They just, we're so, we're just so into leaf peeping right now. <laughs> it's the season. 
Uh, anyway, um, why don't you go back to the human town and, uh, you know, have a great day. Wouldn't, wouldn't want to have to kill you or anything. <laughs> um, if there's anything you know, I do have some extra gold I could push your way if you'd yeah. be able to tell us some information. What are we talking about here? I got about 200. Whoa! The four goblins, you can hear them huddling in the, in the corner here. You're going to have to roll another persuasion check. Okay. 13 plus 4 and I'm a proficient? Yeah, so another 2 when you're proficient. Okay, so 19? Uh, yeah, we'll take the 200. Alright, tell me what you know and it's all yours. <laughs> Let's see the money. Uh, I show it to them. Holy cow, okay, well. So, uh, yeah, this was a hit for sure. Uh, we were, uh, we were just out here minding our own business, peeping at leaves, and, uh, some real nasty goblins. Big ones. Real big ones. Bigger guy than I've ever seen in the lead. They came, uh, they came, uh, out from, uh, deeper into the woods, and they just, flaming arrows, the whole, the whole bit. There was so many of them. They knocked over the whole cart. Do you know how many goblins it takes to knock over a cart? Like, at least a dozen. So, did you know these guys? No, can't say I, I've ever seen them at the, um, the botanical gardens. <laughs> what time of day was it? You said they were big and large. Aren't goblins usually small? Yes. Well, so most of them, but the guy in charge, he was, he was large. He was, what's that? He listened to his friends. Oh, uh, my friend Leon here says he thinks that it might have been a, a hobgoblin. Ah. Which direction did they go? Deep in, into the, into the woods here, sort of northerly. Did they have anything with them? Can you ask if they had anything with them? I can translate, sure. <laughs> um, did you see them carrying anything away from the caravan? Oh, yeah, sure. They took a couple things. There was this big box. Man, it looked gorgeous. And uh, there was a dude. Couldn't tell if he was human, though. But they definitely threw him in one of the flower sacks and took him along. Oh, man, it must have been the driver, the driver I would think. What happened to the horse? Oh, yes. Uh, they cut the horse loose. Uh, Mr. Driver did. And said, and said, flee! <laughs> well, thanks, guys. <laughs> Anything else that I'm not thinking of? I'll say this. Amongst us more mild-mannered goblins, we don't go anywhere uh, near the northern part of the forest where the, the caves are. That's bad news, and I would... Uh, I mean, you seem like big people, capable of handling yourselves, but uh, I wouldn't go there. Well, we gotta do it anyway, but what if I told you there was more gold in it for you if you helped us out? How much more gold? An extra 200. Mm, roll them dice. 15 plus 6, so 21. All right, I'm in, but these guys gotta stay here. Oh, well, then you're not getting all the 200. I'll give you a 50 what? then. What? That was not the deal. That was 200 was across four of you. Oh, all four of you. There's I, only one. I did not understand that. You know what? My mother was right. You can't trust non-goblins. And they <laughs> run off into the forest. But at least we save our 200 yeah. gold. <laughs> Wait, I never even gave them the 200 from the information yeah. they gave me. They just ran away. Just ran off. That's true. You welched on the deal. All right. We made out big on this. Okay. Right. I vote we go. We have to go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, let's uh, keep exploring into the woods and see what we can find. Is there a trail to yeah. follow? Do we see the hobgoblin tracks? What a great question to ask. Why don't you investigate? I'm going to suggest that since we are now investigating the woods, anyone with a survival or nature 
both of those things would be very helpful. I have plus five and a P on survival. Oh, great. So that's going to be a plus seven. Okay. I have plus four and a P as well on survival. I have plus three and a P. You're all survivalists. Uh, Well, so uh, why doesn't consortal here? (laughs) Go for it. Eleven. Eleven. No, plus plus seven. Ah, Is that right? Five foot and a P is seven? Oh, great. Okay. So you definitely, as you uh, use your keen turtle eye through the broken brush of the woods, you can see that at least a dozen goblins have come and gone, and their footprints, not their footprints, but they've clearly beaten out a path through the forest that you could follow. There's also definitely, next to the smaller trail, it looks as if they were dragging something roughly human size alongside of them. Interesting. So we follow it. Mm-hmm. Great. So the path is very narrow, the walkable path. So you will have to decide, you'll have to walk single file, and you'll have to decide what order you wish to walk in. Like who's going to be front, middle, and back. Since I have great acrobatics and stealth, can I kind of go through the trees instead of being on the path and take a higher vantage point? You would have to roll for it, and you'd have to roll for every move. Every single move? Yeah. How many moves will it take to get there? too many okay so i I will will conserve my energy do we want someone in front that's like the strongest or the wisest to see what's coming up on the great question on the forefront i would suggest that the woods are a treacherous place full of hidden surprises okay so it may be wise now you all have survival high survival skills so i would say a combination of that and high perception might be advantageous to, for someone to be in the front. I have five survival plus a P and then three perception. Mm, that sounds good. It's better than me. Pretty good. Yeah. All right. All right, leading the path. The turtle oh, leads turtle. the way. You are uh, walking down the path for a bit. You walk for about 10 minutes down this path, and then you stop to take a quick water break. The woods are definitely getting darker and thicker, but the path remains steady and heading towards the north. Before you proceed, do you wish to do anything? Do we need to build our strength and have water? Or is that not is that no, just you, included? You, you all took Free a sip water. of water, it's fine. You all have, it's all in your adventurer's hat. How much do we have to pay for the you water? All, no, you all, have a, you all have a water skin in your adventurer's hat. All right, hat. great. What do you care? You're made of air anyway. Yeah. I know, I don't know why I'm walking. She's like a rain break. <laughs> I might suggest that you want to check out what maybe lies uh, ahead. Okay, let's do, do we have any? Are there any animals or friends around that we can see? Not that you can see or hear. It's, beca- it's become very quiet in the woods. Oh, that's ominous. <laughs> yeah. Should we do some investigating? Yeah, let's uh, let's investigate. Again, I'll just uh, uh, <laughs> no no. So you absolutely can investigate. I just remind you that there is a difference between investigating and perceiving. Oh. And so that oh. if you investigate, yeah. you're going to have to get up close to yeah. something. Let's not do that. But you, let's perceive. Let's do, what's insight? So in, I have lots of that. Yeah, insight, you're not going to really use insight in this situation. Insight can be good if you're talking to someone mm. or if you really had insight into a situation. Perhaps you knew a lot about goblin lifestyles and you'd be like, oh, I know, I, I happen to know that goblins who are botanists are non-threatening. You know, you might mm-hmm. have something like that. So perception is going to give you a sense of, like, are there any threats around in the woods? What am I picking up on? Okay, let's perceive. I have a plus one perception. 
Mine's so J- okay. so so Jingy oh, is Jingy, Jingy is up front. Yeah, she's the best. So player. she can roll her twenty and add her perception. Twelve plus three. Great, your turtle sense begins to tingle, and you notice that just in front of you, the path is actually covered in camouflage. That the leaves are actually part of an elaborate netting system Uh-oh. that are covering a pit. Oh, jeez. How big is it? Can we go the around? The pit is six feet wide and ten feet deep. Can we see where the just, contraption is uh, Is there? Like, would I be able to acrobatically or athletically kind of jump up and disarm it in some sort of way? Yes. Okay. I'd yes. Like to, I'd like to attempt that. <laughs> All right. I'm going to need you to do a dexterity check for me. So this is on my stats. So I roll 20. Yep. So I got 16. You, uh... Nimbly jump across the pit, pull the netting off, and disarm the the trap. However, there is still a six foot pit in the middle of the road. <laughs> is there anything in the pit? Just an empty pit. It's just an empty pit, right? There's no spikes or anything. How tall are you guys? <laughs> I'm six foot. This is when I should have been a big turtle. <laughs> is it totally yeah, nice is it totally blocking the road, or could we go around it? Yeah, can we? You could go. You could try and go around it through the woods, but you would need to do. You wouldn't be able to just easily walk around. You'd have to roll. I might remind someone that they're made of wind. Yeah, right. So how, how does that... You have a levitation ability or spell, I believe. I have druidcraft and gust. No, I think it... Let me see. Not on this one. Here you go. Uh, mingle with the wind. Let's do that. I don't think that you can assist Jamie, however. You could levitate across. Okay, let's levitate across. She's going See you, consortal. I'm the one who's left. Wait, no. So she's left behind? But I can come back, right? Because it's unlimited. I can just gust forward and then come back and report back? Or you, no, I have to keep going by myself. You could, you could, Wait, but, but, but what good is that going to do? Only so, I'm left? <laughs> yeah, Natty acrobatted across. Oh, right, you just gusted you. across. So, <laughs> right. So, consortal the turtle is still left on no, the other okay, side. No, okay, so that's not cool. <laughs> we got to figure out what to do with consortal. I can figure it. I mean, no, can we build something? Or can I gust her across? Across. What if you fill the pit with water and I could swim across? Because oh, that's a good idea. Take a little rain break. Yeah, I like this idea. Can, what do I do? How do I do that? I don't know. <laughs> do, do you have, a, do you have uh, the ability to produce water? No, I do not. I did not think so. <laughs> but I have, I have this gust thing. What is a gust? Gust me some water. Oh, so uh, that is interesting. You might be able to use gust to blow consortal across. <laughs> uh, I... I'm going to have to look it up. <laughs> consortal, this might be rude, but how much do you weigh? <laughs> okay, are you are gustable? I, I tried to. Four this. foot, 200 pounds? <laughs> My shell is very heavy. Very heavy shell. Very heavy shell. I believe it. Yes, you will be able to do this. Ah, All right, right. however. Gust me over. Consortal weighs more than five pounds, so it's not instant. So, Consortal, you're going to have to roll a, a strength savings throw. Okay. And we actually are hoping that this will fail because you want. I want to be weak. You, you want to be so weak and picked up by the And I'm going to say you're going to get disadvantage. Uh, which means you roll twice and take the lower one because you are willingly participating in this. You, okay. you want to be blown away. Yes. Yeah. So I get to do twice and get the lower Yeah. Can I? Oh. Yeah. Six. Six? I think it's a nine. Oh, the okay. Nine. It's a nine. Okay. That's too strong. Roll again. And what's your strength modifier? 
three. Okay. Oh, you are strong. I know. I'm really bad turtle. Ah. <laughs> <Ooh>. uh. <laughs> That's a 12. 12. So, so 12. 9 plus 2. No, plus 3. Plus right? 3. Can't Too be strong. Done. You know what? Does she ends in the pit? No. I'm that windy. You're that windy. You're yeah, an air right. elemental. <laughs> you really, and, 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 and you know what? Consortial gives like a little jump. Yeah. All right. right? Yeah. <laughs> cast it. Luckily, it's not a very long pit Quick. and is able to just, just barely gets, you know, his legs uh, teeter on the on the side, but uh, BCG grabs a hold. <laughs> oh, great! Thanks, BCG. Pulls it over. And I'm just I just get to levitate over it. Yeah, and you just levitate it over. However, you have now expelled your levitating spell. There will be no more levitation. You can continue to gust. Okay. Well, luckily, at the other end of the pit is a clearing in the woods, and you come upon uh, the entrance to a cave. Exhibit A. So you are essentially Uh-oh. standing at the clearing of the forest, and you can see the water flows into the cave here. So you are basically sort of above the number two on the map right now. That's where we've ended up. That's where you've ended up. So we probably need to investigate more. Or do, perceive? Do we hear anything coming, any sounds coming from inside the cave? The roaring of the water is the only thing you hear. Ooh. Ooh. I can hold my breath for up to one hour. I can hold my breath forever. Oh, duh. <laughs> no, that's good for both of us. That's good. Oh, wait, so I should go in the water? Can I go in the water? Can you go in the water? Yeah, because I can hold my breath indefinitely. Yeah, she has physical form. So. Okay, okay, okay. All right. I'm just going to go ahead by myself. Uh, if you wish, I mean, that's Why, why don't you cut to go... Yeah, we can go together All right, for up to an hour. BCG will buy, uh, yeah. guide the And I can the try to be stealthy. And not trip and fall on a rock again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna go in the water. This is a good idea. <laughs> well, I can guess we see what other options? <laughs> yeah. So can we see, like, from the opening of the, is the water taking the whole mouth of the cave, or is there like a lot of room around it? Is there height above when yeah, the water can we goes walk in? Through by it? So you could you could walk through. You could either go in through the water, or you could walk around. You can see that there is enough of a ledge that you could kind of mm. walk in there. Does it look slippery? Um, no. So do we all want to enter the cave? By land? Yeah, maybe we should take different routes. So I think at least one person should go in the water. All right, that's a good Just in case. I'm not super... Strong. Strong. I mean, I'm okay with strength. I'm not... I don't have a lot of health. I'm not... (laughs) I can't take a lot of hits. Okay. All right, I'll go with you. So it might be nice to have a turtle. (laughs) Okay, that makes sense, and I'll go with the turtle. Run this by me again. I'm going to go, I'm going to take the water route. Okay, so we have, uh, the Genesee is in the water. In the water. We're going to walk on the ledge. And the other two are on the ledge. Okay, so I'm going to need everyone to roll a stealth check. Doesn't Um, E mean I have expertise? Shouldn't I get bonus points? We're just going to consider expertise (laughs) as proficiency. What is wrong with me? (laughs) Stealth is my highest stat. (laughs) You roll a one? Yeah, yes. <laughs> but I have plus seven, and then if it's unproficient, I have plus two. So I got. Wow, ten. that's a lot. All right. I'm very stealthy. <laughs> and yet, yeah. and yet, and yet, a ten is a minimum of what you need to actually be stealthy. Did you get it? No. Right. With this bonus, not. he gets it right. With my bonus, because oh, I have no. seven and I'm proficient in it. Right. So yes. So you just made just. That's gonna be two. Well, I'm I on oh. eleven total. Okay. So I got seventeen plus. Wow. Um, you are just, you become one with the water. Yeah. 19. <laughs> All right, the two of us are just going to stroll through the... I, no one even notices me in the water because yeah. I am air. Yeah. So 
the first thing that BCG and Consoral <clears throat> notice as they shimmy their way across this cave entrance is that as they come around and it's number three on your map you the entrance number three you can see there's kind of a stair stairway leading up to a higher area and stationed there are two goblin guards they have not seen you because you're just stealthily enough <laughs> <laughs> all right would you like to speak to them oh yeah you speak goblin still i do Ooh, but do we want to approach or do you want to keep going but our, our botanist friends said that they weren't friendly to right. begin with, so I don't know. It's true, but you speak goblin, and you have extremely high persuasion. I'm very mm. charismatic. You are very charismatic. Um, or stop giving away our gold, Maddie. <laughs> so yeah, right. Yeah. How about consortal? Uh-huh. You stay behind so they don't see you, and I'll I'll saunter mm-hmm. in. Yeah. And just again give them the old what's up. I like this plan. Yep. And then if needed, I can jump back because I'm also acrobatic and then you can help me out. Yep. And they don't even know that you exist. They don't um, even know I'm there. You're in the water. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, I I saunter up and say hello. Mm, Who dare disturbs the lair of Clark? Uh, It's just me, Barnum. How you doing? What business have you here, half-elf? I'm just spelunking. Something I do on the, just in my free time. Be on your way, or you shall feel my sword. Hey, well, can you tell me how, how far this cave goes in? I'm, I've always been really curious. I was going to... I mean, if you're busy here today, I'm planning on coming back a little bit later tonight anyway. This is our property. There is no spelunking. Be gone, or you shall feel my sword. Um, have you guys ever spelunked? <laughs> he pulls his sword out. <laughs> I'm going to take that as a... Not happy to see me. <laughs> Uh, at this point, you should you better roll a persuasion check here to see to see what uh, to see you know, whatever you're going to say next. You're going to have to persuade him not to swing his sword at you. <laughs> you have been warned. Okay. Hey, slow down, pal. I'll, I'll be I'll be on my way. Would you mind if I just take a peek inside? No, absolutely not. But roll your persuasion. Was that five? No, but I'm pretty good. Five plus six, so eleven. Now the other guy pulls out his sword. <laughs> he said, move, buster. Oof. How many are, there's just two guards? <laughs> there's two guards. Can I, can you, can I Homer Simpson, like, back walk into the shadows? Like, <laughs> you can attempt to. Okay. Can you see anything past the guards? Yeah. And can you, is there a door or is there, I mean, see, there's no, I know we have the aerial view, but is there something it's obstructing? Up the stairs, yeah, right? Yeah, there are no doors way. or anything. They are they are blocking the stairs. They're, you cannot get past them. They're at the top of the stairs, correct? Correct. So they're like they're at three. Could we just keep going on to four and five, or we have to still deal with them? You could, but I don't think they're going to let you get any. I mean, further, they yeah. they seem pretty agitated at this point. All right. Now, Can I go farther. Denise, yeah, McWinsey. We'll wait for McWinsey. Yeah, McWinsey would like to at least go past the four and five if possible. See what she can see. All right. Well, in the meantime, unfortunately, these goblins yeah. have had enough of, oh, right. of okay. this, these shenanigans. So I'll salt back into the shadows. Now, they, they instantly follow you down the steps. So we are now in battle conditions. Oh, no, no. Uh, so now everyone needs to roll for initiative. Now, McWinsey, you can decide whether you're participating in this or not. Can I uh, wait until I see how things start and then decide? Yes. But I'll so but so I'm going to include yeah. you then in the... So you will still okay. have to roll initiative. So everyone should have an initiative modifier sort of at the top of their character sheet. All right, so you add that okay. to... So roll a d20 and add your modifier and tell me what you got. 
This is the this will be the order of operations. I got twenty. I got twenty plus two. You got twenty plus three. No, I got seventeen. Oh, so okay. sixteen total. Okay, twenty-two so total. It's all right, McWinsey. You're gonna hold. I'm gonna hold. Right, so that means Natty gets to go first. Do we know like how how many like points they have or whatever to try nope. to? Oh. <laughs> well, you could do an intelligence check to see what you know about goblins. Ooh, can we do? Let's do that first. Yeah. Sure. So that would be like a perception one? So intelligence. Intelligence. Okay. So intelligence. Oh, okay. That fifth, does my lower number matter? No. So the, just the plus so the, number, right? So those right. numbers are when I'm checking against you. I have oh, to I be see, higher than that. If I wanted to be smarter than you, oh, I I'd it. have to roll higher than this at the 15. Got it. I got it. So should I do it? Plus two? <clears throat> yeah, I'm zero. So. And you cannot assist. You are oh, in the water. I can't intelligence? I can't help you with You would not be able to communicate it to them. Oh, sorry, guys. Mm. All right. What's yours? Plus zero. zero. Oh, yeah. mine's plus one, so I can do it. Okay. And and you speak goblin. I speak goblin. Yeah, so, I, know, yeah. I know a bit about goblins, so D20. Yeah. Uh, six. Six, so I got a seven. All right, so you don't know much about goblins, <laughs> but like in the grand scheme of things, <laughs> they're, well, you, but you just, you know, you like, you, you, you learned, you learned it, but you never really learned about their culture. Um, you know, so <laughs> you were born to an aristocratic family, is that right? No, are you, are you, what's your station in life? I'm a folk hero. A folk hero. So you've picked up goblin along on the road, but, uh, but you've never really immersed yourself in goblin culture. But you know that they're basically considered pests. They uh, are not really monsters, so it probably would not, you know, it's not going to be a, a massive fight here. Um, they're most dangerous when there are high numbers, but there's only two of them. Okay, so I have a special ability, sneak attack. Am I able to use that even though they are clearly, like, already seen? You cannot, know because they initiated the battle. Okay, even though I have priority or whatever it's called, initiative? So you, well, so, I mean, you're getting to strike first anyway, but you can't use the, the, there's no sneaking here. They see you, so you can't use whatever bonus the sneak would give you. But you get to strike first, because you have the first initiative. Okay. So you can swing with any of your Um, equipped weapons. Oh, I have bonus actions. Can I dash backwards and then shoot my bow at them? Yes, you can. So to give consultors a chance to catch up. Let us put ourselves on a map. Oh my. We'll just consider this the cavern. So if you could each, let's like, you're in the water over here. <laughs> Jingy's here, Natty. Say so you scoot back here. All right. Each square on this map re- represents five feet. So I'll shoot my bow at. Are they the same strength goblins? They're identical goblins. Yes. Okay. But so... for for identification purposes. The guy with the spear is one, and the tree-looking guy is two. Okay, I'll do the one directly in front of me, so one. All right, so you're going to have to roll to see if you hit first. So you're going to roll a d20 and add your attack modifier, which your bow would be on your bow, what it says. Oh, I see. Okay. So we got 18 plus 5. All right, you hit, so now you roll for damage. Six-sided? At whatever the bow says, yeah. got a 5 plus 3. You, <laughs> the goblins today have learned the wrath of BCG <laughs> as your your short bow arrow pierces straight through the skull of the first goblin and he falls dead on the ground. Oh my. The second goblin raises his sword in anger and says, I will avenge you! Jingy? I'm up. <laughs> okay. 
I'm going to use my trident. Okay. What what do I do? First I have to see if I hit. Right. So you roll your d20. You add your attack modifier. What's my attack modifier? This one? Um, yeah, or your hit modifier. The, yeah, okay, so, second, yeah. so plus five. Okay, so what's that? 25. You definitely hit him. <laughs> and then I have to do the six-sided die. Right? Now here's a question. Mm-hmm. What is the range of your trident? Does it say? 20-60? Oh, it's 20 if you stab and it's 60 if oh. you throw it. Yeah, okay. okay. So, oh, yeah, that's fine. You, okay. It's a long thing, so you can stab him from where you are. That's okay. great. All right, so, yeah, so you hit. Uh, there must be a modifier on that. Plus three. Okay, <laughs> so you hit it, but this this goblin is particularly well armored. So he, he has taken a hit, but is still standing enraged and is going to take his short bow and aim it at you, Jingy. So uh, he rolled an 18. Is that higher than your armor class? No, I was 17. Well, you've been hit. So uh, let's see what's going to happen here. The consortial. Consoral no. is going to take six damage. So your hit points get reduced by by six points. Oh, man. Can I medicine her if I want to come out of the water? You is absolutely can. And no, it is actually your turn now, so you can choose to enter this battle. So you still have one goblin up. Yes. Yeah, get rid of the goblins. Yeah, let's get rid of that goblin. So is the goblin injured at all? Is he weakened? Yes, he blow? was He was hit by Jingy's trident. Okay. Should I go with the weapon that has the honk strongest hit? Or the... Well, so you, yeah, you have yeah. to consider, right? right. So I'm going to use my scimitar. Is most likely to hit him. Yeah. What is the range? So you are in the water. You're going to have to get out of the water. There's no range. And, it's martial finesse light. Uh, so yeah, you have to be within five feet to use that. So you're going to have to... You can do it in one... You can get out of the water and move up to him and strike him. Let's do that. All right. 25. Perfect. So now I, I assume your land speed is 30. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 15. Well, just enough. Okay. So I hit him. Yep. Oh, wait. Do I have to add the 15? Or do I add the 4? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, so you definitely you hit him no matter okay. what. Okay. And now whether I damage him. Correct. Oh! Plus 2. Three. Oh. This goblin is much stronger than his friend, and he's just like, My father taught me how to care for my leather armor. You shall not, you shall not kill me. Uh, but, BCG, you're up. All right, I'll take another another shot at him with my bow. It's got 11 plus 5, so 16. A hit. And another 8. And once again, apparently the goblin's great weakness, an arrow to the head. <laughs> and he falls to the ground. Topple. Does anyone need medicine? I believe uh, I believe our turtle has been injured. Wine turtle? here. Okay. <laughs> uh, so you have medicine skills, right? Yes. But you don't actually have healing. Can I heal myself? You can. Okay, good. No. <laughs> uh, you just cast the spell on yourself. Okay. Um, it, it's not going to matter because we're going to pause here. Okay. But you you successfully survived your first encounter. You found the cave. The uh, Steinberg and Dietrich's uh, add-on box is further on within the cave, but we got the basics of the game. You did some investigating, and you did some information gathering, and you did some battling. So congratulations on surviving your first D&D encounter, if not your first full campaign. Yay! <laughs> now to follow up and find that Steinberg-Dietrich treasure. I want to know what's yeah. in the chest. Oh. We'll just have to make this a series. So That's we'll right. So continue to figure this out. Exactly. Part That's one. right. Yeah.
this was round one. Yeah. Our super day will be coming. <laughs> well done. Do we have any quick takeaways about how this might fit in with career services? Well, I think one interesting point is that it takes a really good game master to set up the whole thing so that the whole the whole process goes really smoothly, which I think is very similar to a case interview. It's really hard to do one without someone who knows the whole picture. Like, I'm, I'm assuming, <laughs> I don't know, that you know where the end goal is and like yeah. where all that stuff is, which would be the same for... Um, someone giving an interview that they know where the end goal is and they are they may be kind of leading you one way or another. And sometimes we're at your whimsy in right. terms of what what can be done. But if we're able to think through things and ask the right questions, sometimes you may be able to provide more to us than would have been said if we just kind of went straight about, went directly to the next point, um, but instead kind of probed for mm-hmm. different ways or different things that we could see. And I mean, also what's interesting, I know like in this, we're, we're playing a character that has certain attributes already, but I, but like as a student, thinking about what naturally you're good at, like if you're good at gathering information versus, you know, something, putting things together or whatever, like playing into your natural skills in that kind of setting. Yeah. Or even persuading. Like I had that whole moment where totally. I was having to persuade. Um, I think a lot of that comes into play at the maybe at the end of a case when you're mm-hmm. going about right. your final conclusions in terms of what you're trying to sell the client on whether that's a really definitive decision or if you're just packaging up, here's what we found and what we were showing to you now. Yeah, and I would say tying into what you said earlier about like listening to the interviewer and yeah. allowing yourself to be guided, they're probably not trying to trick you, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. I'm not trying to get you killed. I'm not trying to get you on the wrong path. I'm trying to get you mm-hmm. to the next important thing. I think also the information gathering at the in the beginning, like asking as many questions as you can and as many clarifying questions as you can so that you can have a plan going into it. I can also see how practice would be helpful. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the more you prepare, the more familiar you get with the scenario, the maybe the more quickly you right. can ask questions. Right. And being questions. so, you know, being more familiar, you know, we rolled these characters up Yesterday, you didn't really get a chance to look at each of the skills and each of the spells. So if you would come in knowing a little bit more, it would have eased things more. Be like, oh, I know that I could gust a turtle across a pit. Exactly. (laughs) Take that to your consulting case interview. And with the questions, like you leading us, is helpful to know what like where we should be kind of directing our attention to as well. So in a case, you may think, man, I really need... So in this case, in this scenario, I was asking about competitors. Is there someone who maybe is vengeful for you and wants to come right. in and ruin your operation? Um, you might be in a case thinking about, I really need to know information on this client's competitor. But that might not be provided in a case. And if, if the interviewer is trying to tell you we don't have information on that, probably means it's not a route worth continuing to go down. And at the very least, maybe it's something that you bring back in a conclusion as saying an option of something we could consider, what how this would affect our competitors or what our, our position within the overall industry is like. Um, but being able to read off of the interviewer, or in your case, the dungeon master, is very helpful. That's a great point. And then being able to kind of pivot and say, okay, so it's not that. So then I, maybe we should explore. Mm-hmm. He indicated goblins seem to be relevant. So let's mm-hmm. learn more about goblins. I think in general, like, the case interview sometimes can feel very intimidating because it feels like, oh, something that, that I've never done before and it's not like a regular interview. But this activity is interesting because it shows you how you can use things from other parts of your life um, and use, like, the same skills that you might be using in different ways to to get through something like a case interview. 
All right. Well, thank you guys so much for playing today. I had a lot of fun. Me too. I know. I want to keep playing. Me too. I want to know what's in the box. I know. Well, I tell you, we can keep going. (laughs) Brown bag. Well, McWinsey, what do you think is going to happen next? I really hope that we are able to continue this game because what happens with the goblins? Do we get the treasure? Or mysterious, who knows what is even in the container? We need to know. The world needs to know. It's add-on requests. Oh, perfect. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, But thanks so much for doing that. Uh, I thought it was a lot of fun, and I did think it was really interesting to hear what everybody thought about its correlation to interviewing. I have to say, I was a little nervous going in. Didn't know if we'd get to the correlations, but they're definitely there. Yeah, so I can't wait for next week when we have a couple of seasoned D&D players go through their first case interview, and we'll see if it works as well. See if they can apply those skills. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Thank you so much for getting us to episode 100. Thank you, Milan, for being my partner in all of this. Almost all 100. You really have done all 100, though, so congratulations to you. <laughs> Thank you. And, uh, and thanks to Karen, who has done four out of the five seasons with us. I mean, a million cheers. Thank you so much, Karen. Um, we'll see you all here next time on CS Radio. This podcast is produced by the University of Pennsylvania Career Services Office, a division of the Vice Provost for University Life. Your hosts are Amy Lynn Kirshner and J. Michael DeAngelis. It's produced, mixed, and edited by Karen Yang. Special thanks to this week's guests, Natty Leach and Jenny Yen. We'll see you right here next time on CS Radio.